Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, please. Proverbs chapter 3. I, of course, what is it? Tomorrow, isn't it? Is tomorrow the 1st? 31st? Friday's the 1st, right? Can you believe another year's gone by? I can't believe it, man. I, I, I think about it. Every time I turn around, I'm a year older. But uh, I, every year at this time, I try to bring a message around how to have a better this coming year. And uh, I don't know why in the world we couldn't have a better this last year, amen? This has been some kind of year. But uh, I do know the Lord gives us instructions on how to have a good life. And so Proverbs, I love to read the Proverbs. Uh, it, every problem of life that we face, I don't care what it is, Proverbs covers it. It'll tell you how to take care of it. It'll tell you how to have, treat your wife, how to treat your husband, how to treat your children. How to, just anything in life that you've got a problem with, Proverbs covers it. And when it comes to just having a, uh, just a, a real, happy, useful Christian life, Proverbs 3, verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for a length of days, long life, and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. He shall be health to thy navel, and mar to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not to chasten the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, in these next few moments, would you let the Holy Spirit take us behind, us behind the cross and speak to us to each of our hearts tonight in a very special way and help us to carry it out of this place with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was thinking about this thing of how to be a happy and useful Christian. And I wrote down some things. I want to share them with you if I can. Uh, number one, be sure you have genuinely received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord of your life. You know, it's one thing to be a Christian. It's one thing to be saved. It's another thing to be used as Lord. You know, a lot of people get saved and they, they use the... It's like I say a lot of times, they, they're looking for a fire escape. They just don't want to go to hell and they accept Christ as their Savior and they sit down and don't do anything for the Lord for the rest of their life. But thank God they're saved by God's grace anyhow. And now a lot of people ask me, how do you know I'm saved? 
Well, Romans 10, 9 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So I know I did that. Verse 10 also says, uh, that uh, verse 13 of Romans chapter 10, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In John 3, verse 3, Jesus answered said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. All these verses, and I can give you 128 of them, it, it speaks about uh, eternal security, eternal salvation, being saved in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what I'm saying tonight it's one thing to be saved, but I want to be used to the Lord. I want to amount to something. It's it, one of the most privileged things that a Christian can do in this life is lead somebody else to saving faith in Christ Jesus. And I meet people all the time and it makes remarks that I'm the one that led them to the Lord and they'll tell me when and so on. And boy, I don't take that for granted. Uh, I thank God for that opportunity. Amen. And uh, to teach uh, young people, to teach children. And I remember when the first uh, class that I taught was junior boys. And uh, what a privilege it is to, to be able to be used of God. And so I do believe that that has affected me all down through my life ever since I've been saved. And I'm a happy person because of it. That God has used me. And I see people all the time... They come up to me and tell me what I meant to them in their life in the past because God has used me. And so I'm saying to you tonight, if you want to have a happy, useful Christian life, number one, be sure that you're saved. Amen? Number two, don't doubt your salvation. I think one of the most, uh, one of the most miserable situations would be to uh, know that you ask the Lord to save you and then the old devil get in and you do something you ought not to do and, and the old devil say, see there, you're not saved. And he puts those doubts in your mind that you never asked the Lord to save you. You never got saved. I know I had the opportunity of a young man years ago. Uh, his daddy asked me to come and sit down in his home and, and talk to him about his salvation. Well, he told me when he asked the Lord to save him before that. And I said, well, son, God keeps his word. Amen. And so I know you're saved, but I want to give you the assurance of that salvation. And the way you do that, and I want you to understand this, if he didn't get saved then, way back there when he was a little boy, let's settle it right here. Amen? And what I'm saying to anybody that wants to be sure you're saved, if you have any doubts about it, get in the Bible, find a verse that speaks on salvation, and make sure you are. Because John 10, verse 27 uh, through 29 plainly says that many my Father gives me, no man can pluck them out of my Father's hand. That's security. This is John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. I like that little word hath there. Notice, if you would, please. He that believeth on me and sent me has everlasting life. That's a now possession. You can't lose that. That's eternal security. So if you want to be a happy, useful Christian, use the Lord, you've got to settle that thing. We all make mistakes, 
But thank God He keeps us saved. Amen? And the third thing, if you want to be a happy and useful Christian is, instead of struggling to live the Christian life, trust the Lord Jesus to live through you. Amen? First John 4, 4. Listen to this. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He is in you than He is in the world. You know what I have to tell the devil every day of my life? Greater is He is in me than He is in the world. I got something in me greater than the devil. You know what it is? The Bible says the Holy Spirit of God, and He lives in my body. And when you when you get that settled, I had a man tell me one time, uh, Pastor, I get saved, but I don't think I can live the Christian life. You know what my answer to him was? No, you can't. No, you can't. You fail every day. Amen? But God can live it. Christ can live it through you. The Holy Spirit can live the Christ Christian life through you. Listen. Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Amen? You can handle anything that the old devil throws your way if you do it in Jesus' name and through the Lord Jesus. You can handle it. And if you want to be a happy Christian, you've got to settle that thing. I can't live like I ought to, but thank God i got one in me that can. Listen, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Number four, meet the Lord daily for a time of systematic Bible reading and prayer. And uh, I found over the years it's better to do that early in the morning. Get up early in the morning. I get my coffee and pour Oreos, sit down at the table and enjoy my Oreos and a cup of coffee. And I'm up to five Oreos now, though. I had to raise it. But uh, I sit there and read my Bible. And you know I like to read Proverbs. I like to read Psalms. And uh, I just like to pick out a place in the Bible. Lord, what do I need today? Lord, will you bless me today? And find some verses of Scripture and just begin to read and fellowship with the Lord. Now listen, Psalm 5, verse 3. Listen to this. My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. Psalms 119-105 Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my pathway. I believe this. You can't live today all day long like you ought to unless you've hid the word of God in your heart. Because it's the word of God that God guards you and directs your path. Number five, choose friends who would help you grow in the Christian faith. Now, it's very important, you know, to find the right people to run around with, to have over to your house. You go over and visit them. You go to church with them. You fellowship with them. It's important that you find the right friend. And and by the way, a man said to me here just the other day, he said, "Uh, you're the only friend I got. I don't have any friends. I said, it's your fault. And he got a little perturbed about that. But I showed him in the Bible. The Bible says if you want friends, show yourself friendly. You know what that means? That simply means that you got to be friendly. And nobody wants no sourpuss. Amen? They want somebody that's got a smile on their face and friendly. And I still like hugging people. I don't care if it is virus time or whatever you want to call it. But I still, I like to shake hands with people and hug people and let them know, hey, 
I love you. Amen. And I want them to know it. And I choose my friends, though. And I never will forget a famous man told me, if you've got five friends, when you come time for you to die, in your lifetime, you're a very fortunate person. You think about that. The Bible says a friend stick it closer than a brother. A real friend. I know I, one time I, I really liked this man. And he went, we went hunting, we went fishing, and everything together. And a man came up to me and said, Brother Strong, and he named the man. He said, Now, I know you think he's your friend, but he is not your friend. He's talking about you behind your back. He's doing things back your back. And I'm going to tell you something right now, folks. Everybody says your friend is not your friend. But thank God we got some. Amen? And there's nothing more precious than to have a friend. And the Bible makes it very plain. Turn over to Psalms 1 for just a minute. Just back up a little bit to Psalms 1. And look with me please in verse 1. Psalms 1 and verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a, a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Then it says the ungodly not so. Now notice the verse verse is the important thing here. Blessed or happy is a man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly. You don't go to unsaved people to get counsel. You go to your friends to get counsel. Amen? And you go to godly friends. So if you want to be a happy, successful, useful Christian, pick your friends. Pick your friends that you're going to live with and you'll be better off because of it. Listen, fifthly, Choose friends who would help you grow in the Christian faith. It's very important that you choose your friends. Listen, Leviticus 20, verse 26. You shall be holy unto me, for I am the Lord, am holy, and have severed you from other people, that you should be mine. You know what that means? That means you've got to come out from among people, like the Bible said. Number six. Always confess known sin to the Lord immediately. Thank Him for forgiveness. Rejoice in victory over sin. Now I know there's a lot of preachers and a lot of churches that if you do something in church, if you're a church member of certain churches, they'll make you get up before the people and confess your sins to them. I will never ask another Christian to confess your sins to somebody else. Brother, the Bible says my sin is against me and thee, O Lord, and only thee. And let me tell you something. You will remember if somebody comes and confesses everything to you, and you can't forget it. It'll be there with you. But if you confess them to the Lord, you know what He said He'd do with them? He'd put them behind His back and never look on them again. They're gone. Amen? And so you don't confess your sins to somebody else. You, uh, when, uh, when you do something wrong and you know it's wrong, confess that to God immediately. Give it to God. Let Him take care of it. 1 John 1, 9. Notice Proverbs 28:13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. 
in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, My little children, these things write unto you, that you sin not. But, and if, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. You know what that word advocate there in that verse is? It's a lawyer. I got a lawyer in heaven that pleads my case before God. The devil accuses me every day before God in heaven. And I got a lawyer there. His name is Jesus. And he pleads my case every day. And you know what he says? Hey, the devil might accuse you of being sin, but he covered in the blood. Amen? That makes me white as snow. And, it, and let me tell you something. He's better than that lawyer on TV. What's his name years ago? Y'all ain't as old as I am. I see that right off. Perry Mason. Perry Mason never lost a case. I got news for you. My Lord never left a case either. Amen? Number eight. Uh, number seven, be ready for opportunities God will give you to tell others what Christ has done for you. You know, I look forward to that. Every time I get a chance, I want to tell somebody what God has done to me. We, me and my wife bought a piece of property over across the state, and we go sit in this restaurant, this owner, the rest, always come sit down with us. And he talked to us, what's the Lord done for you today? He got mad every time we'd tell him something. And we'd always, I'd love to rejoice with that guy what the Lord had blessed me with. Amen. I'd do anybody, though. I want to tell somebody, God's been good to me. And I mean it. Listen, Psalms 107, verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You know, I can always rejoice to somebody, Jesus saved me. Amen? Not only that, but He protects me. He takes care of me and my family. Uh, for Christmas Eve, uh, we had, what, about 30 of them down there at the house. And I got looking around at my family. You know God's been good. I, don't, I haven't lost a one of my immediate family, but my little grandbaby died with crib syndrome when she was born years ago. But isn't it good that God's been good to you? You look around. By the way, Brother Gibb, I got to help a, a little boy and a little girl. I just wanted you to know. But uh, what a blessing. Amen. And I, I get a thrill out of just telling people the opportunities every time I get a chance how God has blessed me with. That helps me. Then number eight, be faithful to your church. Now I know a lot of people say, I can be just as good a Christian at home as I can at church. No, you can't. You know why? You're being disobedient. Listen, Hebrews 10, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Do you know my neighbors know exactly what time church starts? They know exactly because me and my wife drive out that driveway, and they're standing there waving at me. They know exactly when we go and they know exactly when we get home. That worries me sometimes because I don't know who's going to be there when I get home. <laughs> but you know, God's took care of us. He really has. And everybody knows by our testimony, uh, we go into church. And by the way, since the day we got saved, there's never been a question in our family. Listen, David said in Psalm 122, verse 1, I was glad when he said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. 
Number nine, prayerfully determine how you can best serve the Lord. Then become a faithful worker for Him. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave where thou goest. <coughs> I think about this often. I'm going to be dead and out of here for long. I'm looking forward to it in one sense of going to heaven. But you know what? As long as I got breath, I want to serve the Lord. I want to do something for the Lord. Because I find there's pleasure in that. And there's happiness in that. Then, number ten, and I'm through. Honor God with your tithes and offering. Malachi 3.10 and 1 Corinthians 16. I want to read you a verse. Listen to this. In 1 Corinthians. There's a Christian friend of mine told me here a while back that they didn't believe in tithing any longer. That was an Old Testament thing. And I said, you know why you don't believe in it? Because you don't do it. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 16, verse 1, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do you. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him, that there be no gathering when I come. You know when the first day of the week is? Sunday. And it's in the church. And you tithe. You know why you tithe? To keep the work of the Lord going. Just keep it going. I had something happen to me today. And you know, I've had funeral services and, and people come up and, and uh, one give me $2,400 for doing a funeral service. I didn't know what it was in an envelope, a check, and I got home and wow, I'm going to have more funeral services. <laughs> no, I didn't say that, but I, I looked at that and I could not believe it. But a lady came up to me today at the funeral service, and what she gave me was very little bit. And I got home and I told my wife, that means more to me than anything. What a blessing, because I understand this whole situation. Amen. And I think about that a great deal. When you give, did you know the Bible says that you're to give the 10%? That belongs to the Lord. You're not done anything when you give 10%. That just already belongs to it. And then when you give over that, where the blessings come in. And I used to go out here to this lady. Uh, that uh, she, We called her the Black Eyed Peas lady. She's out there on Highway 60. And uh, she's got a farm out there. She's got a little stand. So black-eyed peas. I went out there to get someone first time, and we got to talk. She's a Christian, loves the Lord. And uh, I was standing there talking to her. She said, you're a pastor? Oh, I can't give you this pamper. She got that hamper, shook that thing, shook it down. It went down, and she put some more in it and shook it down. And the Bible says, if you give, and God will give you abundantly and press down and run it over. And I thought about that was exactly what she was doing. And that, that's exactly what God will do for you. I'll guarantee you, God's not going to owe you anything. Amen? Listen, what I'm concerned about is for a Christian to be aware of the devil and his devices. We must be on guard all the time. And the best way to do that is make sure, number one, you're saved. Don't doubt your salvation. 
Let Jesus live the Christian life in you. Meet the Lord daily in Bible reading and prayer. Choose Christian friends who will help you live the Christian life in the Lord. Confess your sins uh, daily as soon as God convicts you of your sins. Always be ready for any opportunity to serve the Lord. Always be ready to tell others what the Lord has done for you. Be faithful to your church. Honor the Lord with your tithes and offerings faithfully. Give no opportunity. Listen. Give no opportunity for Satan to attack you. James chapter 4 verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Years ago I had two magnets about that big laying on my desk. And the first time I read that verse I said, I declare, I understand that. Because you know what you can do with two magnets? If you turn them the opposite direction, they'll pull away from one another. You, pull, you turn them the right direction, the, the magnets are slapped together. That's, the Bible says, you want the devil to leave you alone? Resist him. Resist him. Just tell him, go home, leave you alone. Amen? And just leave you alone. And you want nothing to do with him. That's resisting the devil. And what I'm trying to say, if you practice these ten things, I honestly believe that you'll be a more happy and successful Christian in this coming year. Just practice them in your life. And then the devil has no opportunity to attack you if you're doing what God has called you to do. Amen? Glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do pray that you'll go with all of us, Lord, and all those that's hearing our voice tonight. Watch over and keep us. We're looking forward. If you don't come back soon, we're looking for a great day this coming year. Lord, I don't know what you have ahead of us for us, but I knew do one thing. You're a good God, and you'll take care of us through it all, and we can have a good life. Bless us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for being here.